Don't start a podcast, create a money-making show Oh, if you think you got the mindset and skill set Then three, two, one, go Calling all entrepreneurs If you wanna make more money Build your network and elevate your status If making money from your show is one of your goals Let Tim Holloway teach you how to make it happen Let's go All right, everybody, welcome back to the Money Making Show. I'm your host, Tim Holloway, and I am glad to be back at you again. Once again, I got another exciting guest uh, inside of a familiar network. Uh, you know, I bring people on the show because they provide value and they're inside of uh, the networks and the communities that I'm involved in. And uh, so I've seen this guy uh, probably for over a year now inside of the Apex Network and just kind of watched his page for a little bit. And I was like, all right, got to get him on the show. So, uh, Wiley, if you can introduce yourself to the audience. Uh, my name is Wiley, the Mind Ninja MacArthur. And the reason why I say Mind Ninja is my goal is to go in there and help you get rid of all your past baggage, anger, sadness, fear, hurt, and guilt without you having to relive it. So it's like hacking away all that stuff without you having to even be aware of it a lot of times. Um, I, I actually am forming a new brand. That's going to be launching here in the next week called Skip Therapy. Oh, nice. SkipTherapy.com. Because a lot of times everyone has problems with mental illness. I mean, we all have things that we need help with. And sometimes therapy is a great route. And then there are people like me who have been burned a little bit and don't have the trust there and are mm -hmm. looking for alternatives. And this is, I've studied NLP, timeline therapy, and hypnotherapy to be able to give a alternate route to get this similar result yeah yeah take us into uh the, the story behind you said that uh burned by therapy so you were going through some mental health stuff obviously and you probably uh was involved with therapy or something like take us into that um i i've been divorced twice so okay. um some of those it's going in to see a therapist and in every profession there are the good and the bad I've just sure. happened to have the ones where you go in, you think it's going to be a fair, you're both going to be heard and only one side they planned it. And it feels like you've just been bushwhacked and mm. <laughs> like, this is what you're doing wrong. This is what you're doing wrong. This is what you're doing wrong. And it's like, well, there is usually two sides to a story. And if you're not going to hear my side of the story, what's the point of this and that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. Plus with me, when I grew up, most people like when they're in high school and that they want to be like a policeman, all that kind of stuff. I wanted to be a motivational speaker. Mm -hmm. I had listened to the Tony Robbins, the Jim Rohns, the Zig Ziglar's, the ones who really made impact in my life. And it's like, I love the impact and the energy that that comes with. And so I had a different perception on what getting results was. And it's yeah, kind of yeah. fun. After it took me about 25 years to find a trainer to get trained in it. But once I found yeah, yeah. it, it's like, this is awesome. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I've been through a lot of therapeutic services, you know, cause I was, uh, wore the court taken by the government, you know, from very traumatic situations in childhood and stuff. And, um, so I was involved with a lot of uh, social workers and counseling and therapists and, and different stuff like that. But um, 
Yeah, so I have my own knocks against a, a, a therapy in general, but uh, I think overall, for me, is the victimization culture, and then kind of like the failure to to take responsibility, sort of thing, to where it almost seems like it's more of a coddling experience in a in a more of a um, you know get all of this these stories out, but it doesn't lead to to any sort of change. So that would be my knock on, you know, some of the common therapies, but uh, yeah. <laughs> my thing is, is there, there's two ways to approach things. There mm-hmm. is the current therapeutic and that model of what's wrong and how do we fix it? Mm-hmm. So the focus is on the negative aspect of it. Sure. Um, even, even Western medicine, it's what's wrong and how do we fix yeah. it? Mm-hmm. Instead of the end, NLP model is what's right and how do we get more of it? It's yeah, a focus yeah. of, it's an Eastern. It's like, let's prevent this by, this is the healthy lifestyle that I need to follow so that I get X result. So it's two sides of the same coin. One is focused on how do I get rid of what's happened instead of what is there to learn from this and how do I get better to where I'm going, what I want. The yeah, yeah. cool thing about the NLP model though is it's content free. Meaning I'm not licensed to hear your baggage and most people don't want to relive it anyway. So if we can get you a result without you having to relive it, win-win. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) You know, I think, uh, I have this personal belief in, you know, I'm willing to, um, share it and bounce it off people because, you know, I don't think I'm 100, you know, I'm not infallible in any way, but, um, you know, my criticism would come from, you know, dredging up, you know, the past and the sufferings that are, that are over, you know, only to re-experience them and to, you know, uh, feel them once again, but with more power and more significance, because you got, you're attaching like greater judgments to these things that, uh, it's a part of reliving it. And I, I wonder if that's actually uh, beneficial for people or does that cause them to, to relive even more. And I feel like each time we kind of relive it, we might attach more significance to it and more stories. So it just gets bigger and bigger. It doesn't seem like it it works. (laughs) It all depends on the person. I've met people who feel that they have to struggle to get a result. Mm -hmm. If it comes too easy, they don't believe it worked. And me, I'm all about the easy button and finding using your unconscious to get the result easily and effortlessly because I I love using the metaphor of learning to ride a bike. When you're learning to ride a bike, there are lots of crashes. There's lots of negative. There's times when you feel that negative emotion. The minute you know how to ride a bike, you know how to protect yourself. All the emotional aspect goes away. You could go back to any crash and you won't feel emotional about it because you know, you have the tools to protect yourself with traumas and negative emotions and that kind of stuff we don't go back with the resources we have now every time you go back you go back to who you were the powerless the weak the unresourceful Mm. person you were if you went back with who you were today it'd be like peter pan like when robin williams was playing peter pan and hook and he's he's like he used to seem a lot bigger well to a 10 year old i'm huge and that's the whole thing is is with a lot of the models that are used, they take you back, but they don't take you back with who you are. So you don't have the resources. You build that up. It becomes your identity. Yeah. And some people are addicted to that identity. 
I oh, had, yeah. oh, my I, had to, like, I have to have this excuse of why my life is all screwed up because if I don't have that excuse, it falls to me. And I don't want that pressure of me having to make the changes. I want to give that responsibility to someone else, to my father who wasn't there, my mother who be, did this or X, Y, and Z. Yeah, and yeah. it becomes so powerful of a story, though the ones who have those powerful stories and change the narratives, like the Tony Robbinses, his mom poured liquid soap down his throat. She did all <laughs> kinds of crazy nasty things. And his goal was, I will be the opposite of that and grow from it so you yeah. can either take the story and grow from it or you can take the story and use it as an excuse and a crutch for the rest of your life because i was this because i was this i can't do this i can't do this. and your unconscious doesn't care which narrative you choose it will support you in whatever you believe is powerful yeah yeah only job is to preserve the body whether it's through addictions or things like that, it's giving you what you need. It's just in an unhealthy way. If you found a healthier way to do that, it'll go, oh, I want that too. Yeah, 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 I get that. <laughs> I think, uh, um, well, you hit the nail on the head of one of the, the biggest problems in, in modern therapy is this sense of uh, finding someone to blame. And, um, you know, and it's, you were all, parents and we all make mistakes and we, we say things that maybe, maybe stick, um, you know, to our kids and, and we didn't mean to, or, or some of those things. And even if we rectify and apologize for those things, um, it doesn't really seem to matter in the therapeutic world. It seems like they just come to the conclusion that my parents messed me up and it's like, duh, <laughs> like everybody's parents mess everybody up. <laughs> like even those who are the best uh, raised, you know, it seems like their parents mess them up in some way. So <laughs> um, if, if you're looking for an excuse, you will find it. If you're looking for a way to change it, you'll find it. Here's yeah, the, yeah. there's an equation out there that will change your life if you follow it. And it's cause is greater than effect. There are two sides to this coin. If you are at the effect side, you blame everybody. You're waiting for people to change. You're reactionary. You cannot count on things moving you forward because you're waiting for someone else to change. You're waiting for that person who screwed up your life to make the changes, which let's be honest. Most people blame the government. Is it ever going to change? <laughs> no. Right, right, right. So, the other side of the equation is the cause side of the equation where you take full accountability. I believe that everything that's happened into my life, I've manifested. And when I take that belief on even the most negative things, I, if I say I am totally responsible for this decision to manifest this into me, it changes the whole trajectory because then I can take action and change it. For yeah, example, yeah. Here, here's an easy one. Someone who's a hypochondriac. <laughs> In their back of their mind, they say the only time people will come and pay attention to me is when I'm sick. It's an unconscious okay. belief, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what happens? I then manifest sickness so people will pay attention to me. Mm -hmm. We yeah. manifest, the unconscious goes, oh, you need to be sick so you get this result. I will bring that to you. Someone accidentally steps in front of a bus, gets hurt or injured or whatever. It's a manifestation. You bring the energy to you now this goes into a lot of woo-woo and craziness because it's like why did i how, how did i manifest 9-11 or any of that 
there are people who felt I don't need to get on that plane and they were inspired not to. Mm -hmm. There are stories about all these kind of things of people being in places to, for either a positive or a negative effect. And it's an unconscious current. And if you start to become aware of what you're projecting out there, you can start making changes and see opportunities that were never there before or yeah. Yeah. Just start making some changes, but you have to take full accountability, which is the hardest thing. And especially in today's society of you offended me, you did this. And it's like, let's be honest. If I didn't care about you, could you truly offend me? Why did I give you <laughs> power to offend me? Well, because yeah. I have to accept the offense. That means I had to say, you have enough power in my life to make me feel something. And my opinion is, is there's very few people I give any kind of power to affect my emotions. Yeah. Because yeah. at the end of the day, do they think about me at all? No. So why would I give them any type of power to have that? It's like you're allowing that person to live in your mind rent free because they said something. Yeah, okay. Yeah. If you believe it, then take it. If you don't believe it, why would you give it any type of yeah, yeah. Energy well, at all. You're hitting the nail on the head of something that I had to come to. And it was, uh, you know, a process of maturity and, you know, having a, an abusive stepfather who like everything in the book, like just terrible stuff. Um, you know, going in my teenage years in lost and in addiction and stuff like that and running away, cooking meth, you know, just t terrible things. But um, when when I became alive, which, you know, had a, uh, kind of like a, uh, a light bulb moment, <laughs> you know, like, you know, and then I began to experience a shift and a change and I had to reinterpret some of those things. And, and, and I think that's where responsibility comes in because yeah, you know, I wasn't responsible for the things that I went to and I was born into this chaotic situation. It was, you know, I didn't have nothing to do with that, but then there comes a point in time where you have to choose and decide whether you're going to hold on to that old story. It provided me a lot of excuses, man. Mm. Like, man, I tell some people some stories and they're like, yeah, I can see why you'd opt out on life. Like, I'm surprised you didn't kill yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's like, yeah, a moment of responsibility of, of am I going to take responsibility for now allowing that to affect me today? Or am I going to shift into, into something else? And I think, uh, uh, that's key for, for growth, right? If you could cash excuses, we'd be rich. <laughs> but, but this is the money line. So you, you excuses, you can't take an excuse to the bank. They won't accept it. So yeah, yeah. at the end of the day, you have to decide, do I want to stay in the negative and the red with the excuse? And, mm -hmm. have, and it could be absolutely valid. But at the end of the day, it, does it move the needle towards where you want to go? Right. Do you need to live in that or do you want to break the mold and say, you know what, I'm not going to take this anymore. And one of the key things that I think to do that is to get rid of the power of the negative voice. So I'd okay. like to give a gift to you and your audience of getting rid of the power of that negative voice. Okay. So the first thing you have to do is you have to know what it sounds like. Everyone knows what their voice sounds like. The one that breaks them down has no value it whatsoever all it is is a negative one and as you try that on, as you hear it all of a sudden if you decide you know what i'm going to make it sound like joe biden <laughs> yeah all of a sudden where did the power of it go 
out the yeah. window. It, now, there are some people who I use this as a kind of a, my political viewpoints of that. If you trust someone who can't even finish their sentences, right? Something's going on. Um, so, like <laughs> so the, the cool thing about this is, is when it changes, when I change the voice to sound like Joe Biden, one, it doesn't even finish its sentences half the time. <laughs> it becomes, and then the other, it's like, there's absolutely no trust there. So I can say, this is all bull crap, which it is. Right, right, right. It never told you the truth anyway. It's only been there to hinder you. And the fun part about it is, is as soon as you start changing that, it's like, oh, I have the power to change what that is. I'm the editor of my own mindset, my beliefs, my values and that. I can start making changes all of a sudden. That was easy. <laughs> uh, Get on the right. ability to just make changes instantaneously and allow the unconscious to go, Oh, that's a better resource. Okay. I'll get rid of this negative voice that has never helped me in any way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it seems, uh, applying some negative association to that, that voice. And you're right. If it was like, uh, whoever you despise a buffoon, a babbling idiot, like it doesn't matter like who it is, like having that negative association, it's just easier to write that person, that voice off, right? That's what you're saying. Right, or change it, make it sound like Mickey Mouse. It's, all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah. it's like, how can I take that seriously? It doesn't work. Uh, this is good stuff, and, brother. And it's, and it's just a simple hack to be able to go, if it's not resourceful, it doesn't build me up, change it to something. I've had people where they've had a person in their life that whenever they talk, it's always degrading, negative, whatever. So instead of them hearing that, they turn it to the Charlie Brown teacher voice. Okay. The It's like you don't yeah. understand it. I have another client. They decided whenever that person's talking, they hear Calliope music. The Madagascar to the Afro Circus one. It's like each person, you can eliminate things that aren't powerful, that were powerful and change the trajectory of it just by making small, slight changes and then if you decide it's valuable to you, make it permanent. You know, the sound when Tupperware seals is a lock it in and make yeah, it yeah. absolutely there. And the more you utilize that tool, the less you have to think about making it happen. Just like with any tool, if you don't use it, it goes away. But every time it pops up, oh, it sounds like this. And I've got some guys that I've talked to. It's like, I talked to you a year ago. Now I, ne I never hear that as a powerful voice. It's always this. It just goes right through. It's like done. Yeah. It's like, oh. That's so good. And you're getting into solution-based stuff too because you're like, you're more attached to the what instead of the why. And I think um, people are so obsessed with the why. And it seems like, you know, they got to 10 years into diving into why. Why does it not matter? Why has never mattered? Why, How right? is this working for you? If it's not working for you, what do you want instead? Put the energy to oh, what you need instead. Make yeah. that shift change. How is it working for you? Is it working for you? Are you living the life that you want? Yes or no? If the answer is no, okay, so what do you want instead? This. Okay, so what action would that person that gets that have to take today to do that? And I've, there's some processes where you can reverse engineer things. Here's one thing I've really learned about people is they'll spend more time planning their vacation than they will their future. Mm, 
<laughs> yeah. And the sad part about it is, is your life, your unconscious mind will only go as quickly as your furthest goal. And a lot of people, their furthest goal is two, three weeks out. Hmm. If okay. your unconscious believes that it's going to die the minute it achieves that last goal, it's going to slow way down because it doesn't want to die. Whereas hmm. on the opposite end of the spectrum, if you have the Elon Musk who has this 100-year goal that he wants to live on Mars, look at the trajectory of the quantum leaps that he's making on all the cylinders because the unconscious goes, I have to go quantum leaps to get to that solution. So there's no slow moment in his life. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing is so big. So I challenge anyone that I talk to, if you really want your life to be powerful and productive, write a eulogy of your most successful elite version of yourself. Okay. What would you want said about you if you could have the perfect life, if everything went exactly the way you wanted it to go, what would it be said about you? Because then you're putting some sort of vision in your at the unconscious level That's for good. it to start bringing awareness to you. Just yeah. like when you bought your first vehicle, right? Many you drove it off the car lot. Everybody had that vehicle. It wasn't there before, but all of a sudden it's there now. You, yeah. When you set something out in your future, the reticular activating system has to fire to bring opportunities to make that a reality. You're yeah, telling yeah. your unconscious, bring this to my awareness. Because consciously great. we can work at about 20 bits per second, maybe. The unconscious works at a million. So it's dumping a million toothpicks on your conscious mind every second. Yeah, and if yeah. It doesn't have any programming of what it needs to look for, it's going to give you random stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you dialed it in, it's like, oh, this all of a sudden opportunities will go away. Wait a minute, I never saw something like that before. I never knew that I could be on a podcast with Tim. All of a sudden, <laughs> I said, my attention, I want to grow this brand. Oh, hey, I. I've been watching you for a year. I'm going to reach out to you now. And all of a sudden yeah. it shows up and here we are. Yeah. Yeah. That's neat, brother. Man. I, so my biggest uh, question is in regards to um, what you just said. Uh, let me explain it in, in my terms. Cause I'm in a, um, like a Christian men's environment and, okay. and the modality is kind of like sin management and focusing on all the stuff that you shouldn't do. Uh, you know, I've been through a lot of different programs to where, uh, ima imagine your eulogy, but it was the reverse. Imagine the worst thing said about you. Like you made excuses, you didn't show up. Like, so it's this whole, uh, focusing on what you don't want and like sin management. And, and so the whole focus is on behaviors that you don't want to do. And, um, I've noticed a big problem with that. And it's like, we need to shift towards, of what you're talking about, but like, how, like, how do, how do we begin that journey? Right. Here, here's the, here's what I did. Um, I am Christian based and I actually rewrote the 10 commandments to not the thou shalt not it's the thou shalt. It's like, okay. instead of thou shalt not covet thou shalt find the person who has what you want and ask them how they did it. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> right. But <clears throat> if you read the scripture the thou shalt were people who were not progressive, did not understand things, and they had to be told exactly what not to do. Yeah, like yeah, babies, when Christ, right? was, when Christ was there, he gave them two commandments. Mm -hmm. Love thy neighbor as thyself, and love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, mind, mind, and strength. Those yes. are toward motivated. Because mm -hmm. here's the thing. The unconscious mind does not understand the word don't. 
So I tell you, don't think of a blue tree. No, no, no. Don't think of a blue tree. Wait a minute. I told you, don't think of a blue tree. <laughs> you have to try it on to reject it. You tell mm -hmm. a kid, don't run into the street. What's their first thought? There's a street I can run into? Instead yep. of stay by my side. Where focus goes, energy flows. So if you're focused on, I'll tell you one of the ones that drives me absolutely crazy is the AA model. I am oh, an addict. I'll always be an addict and I'll never be anything but an addict. And I'm like, when did you decide that? Right. That's nuts. When did you decide that? That is a lot of energy to keep on yourself to say, I am this. And they're using the powerful statement. I am. Yeah. Like, yeah. I am a son of God who has all the capabilities to do what I want to be a glorious example of health, wealth, wellness. If I want to love thy neighbor as myself, guess what? Yep. To love myself first and myself that loves myself isn't someone who can't remember the previous day. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that's a, it's crazy. It's the way religion has kind of trained people to think that way. And you're right. Uh, I've had a problem with the 12 steps, you know, for a long time. And, uh, but even more so the... Sunday morning sermons and religiosity that brings that keeps you in the worm state, sinful worm. You should just be grateful that you made it sort of thing. Right. It's like my, my, my view is it's called the plan of happiness. Yeah. And the way to be happy is one doing things that make you happy. And also avoiding things that bring you down. The reason why you're told not to do those things is because they don't bring happiness. There is a purpose to it, but if I focus on not doing something, I, I, I have to try it on. Instead of um, going, this is what my direction, this is where I'm headed, I, am, I, I want this, and I'm going to manifest this. A negative emotion is, okay, I feel like this. Well, what do I need to learn from this first? And then what do I want instead? If I don't want to feel, if I'm feeling angry, what do I want to feel instead? Well, I want to feel at peace. Okay. So when was the last time I felt peace? If we try this on our minds, like, when was the last time I felt peace? If I went back and saw it, went back, see what I saw, hear what I heard, felt what I felt, and felt that peace just radiate. It's like it's there inside. Okay. Go to that past memory. Oh, there it is. And then take action on it. What did I do? And then all of a sudden, that was easy. It really <laughs> can be. <laughs> yeah. Everything is about focus and, and, and drive. Here's a, here's a fun thing if you think about it. Someone who says, I haven't drank for three months, right? Why are you keeping track of the number? Yeah. Are you keeping the number? Track. Because the minute you say, I'm keeping track until my next failure. Pretty much. That, that's all it is, is I've been this for this long. No, I just said, I'm not a drinker. Yeah, yeah. I am I am sober. I am fulfilled in my life. I am this. Yeah. I'm going to give you one of the most intimate experiences that I had when I was getting my training. We were able to regress back in time and meet any person in history. It was under hypnosis. It was, it was this amazing experience. And I went back, and my decision was I wanted to meet Christ after he had done his 40 days. 
And I actually met him and I asked one question. I asked, how do you love the people the way you love the people? Because he is my example of absolute love. And he said, everyone is a reflection of me. So it is a reflection of my love for myself in them. And once that hit me, it's like, how many times do I say, I'm going to do this for somebody else, even though it hurts me? Why? It's not, that's not the way to do it. You need to fill your bucket so you can give the abundance, the happiness, the joy. It's okay to take time for yourself. It's okay to be selfish in that way. If you think about the example Christ led, he was probably one of the most selfish people there. Think about it. He disappeared from his followers that he told to quit their jobs to follow him and disappeared for 40 days. Why? Because he had to fill his bucket so that when he came back, he could perform the miracles. If his bucket wasn't full, what would have happened if the woman touched the hem of his cloak and he didn't have any power left to heal her? Yeah, yeah. It would have been a whole different story. Yeah, all the times he went to a solitary place and got away from everybody or sent them ahead (laughs) first and came later. Um, In the scripture, he came and went. He came and went. He was not there constantly because he knew that he had to take time for himself as a parent it's okay to take time for yourself so when you give to your kids you're not given from the dregs of a bucket have you ever scraped the bottom of a well that's empty there's (laughs) grime and bugs and crap and if your bucket is empty that's what you're giving to those around you yeah yeah if you take the time to fill that bucket with clean fresh water when you pour in their cup you give them your goodness your best it's okay to say no it's okay to take time for yourself it's okay to break the chain of i am gonna take this sin for you so you don't have to face it no I'm going to show you how I conquered it, so you don't have to face that thing. I don't. Have, I'm going to teach you principles on how to grow. I'm not going to take it for you. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because that creates that. I've, you, if you've seen that image of the father taking a piece of himself and giving it to his son, guess what you're teaching your son when you're when you have a kid, you have to take pieces of you and give them instead of being whole. Stop it. Yeah, yeah. It's a thing to be whole, powerful you and get the reason yeah i believe that man i I think uh you know getting the affirmation of god and um you know the identity of sonship and all the stuff that you kind of mentioned uh is really key to walk in in power and then from that whole place you're able to to help others so and it's good and not in a codependent way right (laughs) we have this uh, codependent codependent is a lie in the fact that you need you you have to have that full faith gloriousness in yourself so that you can then manifest that we've gone from a society to i'm going to pull you down we live in a crab society where if someone succeeds the society attempts to pull them down instead of a rising tide raises all ships let's lift each other up and say how can i lift you up it's like someone's successful it's like Oh, you cheated or you did this. It's like, no, how did you do that? Let me learn from your experience. And I'll tell you right now, the minute you start shifting that focus to instead of envy and coveting, it's like, how did you do it? Teach me. And let let me cheer for you. And it's like, man, you've got some amazing stuff. How did you do it? It 
changes the whole framework and belief structure. Mm -hmm. And it's like, my daughter is a magnificent example of that. She knows how to manifest like crazy. When she was five, she wanted a balloon. I said, I'm not getting that for you. She comes, we were at, and she comes back 10 minutes later with a balloon in her hand. Apparently she went over there and said, Hey, how do I get a balloon? And they said, Oh, here. I'm like, the universe will give you what you desire if you put faith and action into it. Those are the two main things. Is that you, it is an action-oriented thing. You can't just say, I want this, and then just sit on your butt waiting. Opportunities come when, when planning and preparation and action take place. Yeah, yeah. You become way lucky when you start taking action on a goal that you've set. You're like, this is my intention for the day here's a here's a crazy concept most people when they put their goal for the morning they have an idea of how it's going to be conquered stop that put out your intention this is what i want to achieve and then allow the unconscious to bring the opportunity to you because the funny thing is is the best days i've had is when i had the intention there and I was taking action. I was out there and then all of a sudden it's like, gut check. I have to go do this. I make a call. The guy picks up. It's like he, all of a sudden everything, the stars aligned, it rocked. When I force it and I ignore that gut check, right? That, that inner voice, my day is a lot more difficult than it needed to be. Yeah. When you're in your flow state, right? Everyone's had that day where every, the lights turned green and everything happened. Were you thinking about what was coming next? No, you were just doing. It was just action. It's like, I feel this. Do this, do it. Do this, do it. When we roll over the wrong side of the bed, then it becomes a struggle. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. So you got to change that. Mind. It's like, all right, I want to be able to be back in flow today. Okay, so what do I need to do? Just trust, be grateful, show gratitude. That's the easiest way to get connect, reconnected to the universal energy is just be grateful for taking steps, waking up in the morning. If you take a deep breath that first moment of the day, that's a good day because the alternative means we're done. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I appreciate you, brother. Um, can you let the audience know where to uh, connect with you on social media? And if you have a web page or anything, uh, just go ahead. Um, I'm on uh, Facebook. Just look up Wiley MacArthur. I, I'm there. Um, I'm going to be starting, uh, like I said, I'm in the process of creating this, uh, website, skiptherapy.com. Yeah. I can't believe it was even available. I'm like, how that would happen. I don't know. It stars line. Like I said, when you're not thinking about it, you get the epiphanies, it shows up. Yeah. yeah. But the whole of, of, of the, the idea is skipping all the back, all the reasons why, and just getting the result, trusting your unconscious yeah. and getting that. My goal is to get help people get rid of all their past baggage, anger, sadness, fear, hurt, and guilt in less than two hours without content in a fun manner. One of my core values is we got to have fun. You learn better when you're having fun. And I don't know anybody who thought that getting rid of past emotional baggage would be fun, but I found a way. So <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, brother. Well, I appreciate you. Thanks uh, for taking your time, brother. Yeah, and they can also find my book on Amazon. It's 52 Mind Hacks with the Mind Ninja. Just read a chapter a week. It's two pages a week. It's fun stuff. And it's just epiphanies that I've had little hacks each week. 
Boom. Sounds good. Have fun. Appreciate you.